TV, a.k.a. WLTV, the number one wine show on the internet. And this is BBQ Center. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and oh. should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. If you want to jump in, happy to give you some contact info, a call-in number at hand. 216-777-2120. That's 216-777-2120. If you prefer to forego the call-in number and shoot me an email, this is how you do that. Someday. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it is now the first Tuesday of a new month, that being September, if you can believe it. And the first Tuesday of the month brings a regular visit from the good doctor of barbecue. If you're having a barbecue issue, a problem, your barbecue is sick, and you need to take it to the doctor, the next segment is planned just for you. I will be joined by a prolific cookbook author and a barbecue Hall of Famer, Ray Lampy. Of course, we are going to be nailing down final details as restaurant Dr. Barbecue is getting ready to open literally in, in minutes, if not hours, from now. Not years like we've actually been talking about. But very shortly, we're going to be talking about the debut opening of Dr. Barbecue. Perhaps there have been taste testings going on in secret undercover ways that Ray may or may not be able to tell us about. So looking forward to catching up with Ray and seeing what's going on as the final touch is being put on Dr. Barbecue, the restaurant. Then we'll also talk about some other things that he has going on as well over the next three, four weeks or so. Then we will move to the 35 past the hour segment, and I will be joined by someone who I don't want to pick favorites, especially as they are in recurring slash semi-recurring form here on this show. And this guy has been with me for well over a decade, sliding in and out where the spots are convenient for him. He also happens to be quite a prolific cookbook author. 
He is a classically trained chef, a barbecue and grilling master. Teaches at the university level. I believe he was the executive chef. If you're a sports fan, remember when the, oh, what's the name of it called? Where the Toronto Blue Jays played and had the retractable roof, some kind of dome? My guest at 35 past the hour, I believe, was the very first executive chef there. And has had a burning love affair with live fire cooking in general. It doesn't have to be just grilling. It doesn't have to be just barbecue. It can be a combination of all that. Highly known, well known to be the master planker of the universe. He has planked everything that you can possibly plank underneath the sun. I'm wondering now, right off the top of my head, if there haven't been new things that he has actually tried to plank recently. We might get into that with him. He also was credited at one point as cooking and eating the world's biggest hamburger, both burger and bun. Huge cooker, large amounts of charcoal. I almost said alcohol, but my guess well, it might have been large amounts of alcohol too. So I am more than excited to welcome back 35 past the hour. Ted Reader is back and ready. So if you are a fan of Ted Reader and you know what he brings here to this show, stay tuned for what is bound to be a great segment. Lots to catch up with as it relates to Ted Reader. Then we'll move on to the second hour. And while I typically don't have top of the second hour guests because I reserve that to either reset what happened in the first hour, we also leave a little room for me to go off on tangents or rants, whatever the flavor of the month or week or day might be. But we're going to change it up a little bit on this week's show. We're going to go to the sales and marketing guy from B&B Charcoal. And uh, Joey Machado will be joining me. I think a just recently announced partnership with State Cook-Off Association. And then we could be breaking some news as well. So uh, about three, four, maybe five minutes with Joey right at the top of the second hour. And then we will move to the second hour guest. 14 and 35 past the hour will find me having a conversation with a rub manufacturer and seller, merch manufacturer and seller, gives cooking classes, does appearances on TVs, real radio shows, and internet shows. Also living the live fire barbecue cooking grilling lifestyle, Hunter. Kind of a renaissance woman of sorts. Tried to connect with her last month. Uh, The internet had other ideas about that. But uh, we will be joined by the hardcore carnivore herself, Jess Price. Absolutely. And lots to talk about with Jess. Maybe after we get through a little bit of business at the top, uh, going on some subjects that might be a little bit more conversational and or uh, off the cuff, as my friend Bobo would say. So looking forward to catching up with Jess and seeing what she's been up to. Uh, The last time we talked was at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's IMBBQ 2018 event in Dallas-Fort Worth. That was in March. So going on seven months, believe it or not. Man, time flies. That's what you have on tap. So tell your friends, neighbors, and everybody else to tune in. Do you follow me socially? Do you like social media platforms? I'm on pretty much all of them. 
You can find me on Instagram, and if you're a barbecue or griller and you really fancy your own creations and you don't have an Instagram account, you're really missing out. you got to get one of those. But after you sign up for the Instagram, why not go ahead and give me a follow at BBQ Central Show. Same handle on Twitter. A little bit more of a sizable following on Twitter because I was an early adopter low these many years at BBQ Central Show there as well. Of course, on Facebook, which you might be watching this live feed right here on, that is slash BBQ Central Show. And as I had said last week, I'm currently violating rule number five as it comes to Snapchat. But on the other platforms, please feel free to give me a follow if you're interesting and you draw my attention. I will follow you back. How about that? Expose you to some of the centralites that are following me at BBQ Central Show, Instagram, and Twitter. Slash BBQ Central Show, Facebook. Of course, slash means Facebook.com. You get it. So, question of the show, and if you get the show on podcast, hit me with a email to your answer. How much would it take for you to not eat meat for 12 months straight? How much would it take? And I'm talking cash dollar bills here. Not, I'll give you a car. Not, you get to move into this 72,000 square foot house. None of that stuff. How much money is it going to take for you to voluntarily give up meat, all meat products, no workarounds, no cheats every once in a while or on religious holidays or anything like that? No, no, no. How much is it going to take? What's your dollar figure? As Ted DiBiase used to say, famous WWF wrestler, it was WWF back then, everybody has a price. What would it take for you to not eat meat for 12 months? For me, whatever's left on my house and my other house, a couple cars, uh, minimal on one, got a new one last year. And then uh, the just like the, the minimal credit card debt we have. So, I mean, we're not talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But perhaps a little less than you might think. I mean, if I, if I can present my debt number to me and I can stroke that check, I'm taking it every day of the week, absolutely. I can give up meat for a year. It's not hypocritical because I'll be counting down the days to eat meat again, but That's kind of a life changer for me, but a lot of other people have uh, different monetary figures in their head. Maybe we'll go ahead and talk to the guests about that as well during the course of the next two hours. Happy you're aboard. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue before we get to Ray Lampy. Attention folks in the business of barbecue. Southside Market and Barbecue established in 1882, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available shipping nationwide via FedEx or through the food service distribution lines of Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, some of the biggest in the industry. Co-packaging available from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe 
or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities also available. Hugely popular. Way less of a pain in the butt to use something that Southside Market Barbecue already has established and they are making it and it is a proven seller. You can just put your name on it and then sell it in your store or on your food truck or maybe you're just opening a different line of revenue or potential revenue into your business and you want to sell some of Southside Sausage and Barbecue's products. They will let you do private label there. Contact them for all the information. It's a great thing. Visit SouthsideMarket.com for more information on all of this. Here's the best deal of it all. 10% off code for the online orders when you use code BBQ Central. one word, BBQ Central. Go to SouthsideMarket.com, get 10% off all online orders. And again, if you've been thinking about adding a sausage line, or something that you never thought you could possibly add to your particular business for whatever reason, Southside has it. Private label. Check it out. Hit me up if you want more information on that. I can tell you why that's a great idea and then send you over to Southside to hook it up. Southsidemarket.com, 10% off promo code on all online orders, BBQ Central at Southsidemarket.com. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue. Makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyard. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. And visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always, yes, always, trust your butcher. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right. Dr. Barbecue joining me here on the show. Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. Good to hear you. And always great to hear and see you, Ray. Always appreciate the time you give to the show. How long have we been doing this now, Ray? Has it been 20 years, it seems like? (laughs) I think so. I'm pretty (laughs) sure, yes. (laughs) All right, so we've been opening most of the segments here uh, month over month and uh, what has turned into a year or so, trying to get the latest update with Dr. Barbecue. And I know we are wildly close to getting the doors open and really talking about what will be the growth and the popularity and the success 
of Dr. Barbecue Restaurant, but where are we sitting at present day, September 4th, 2018? We have a date, uh, and I believe we'll meet this date. It, this one seems realistic. It's October 3rd. We are, we are right now planning a hard open on October 3rd. You know, there's still a lot of work to do. we got a month to go, so that could change, and we got to get a certificate of occupancy, which is always a challenge. If all things go reasonably well, we should be fine with October 3rd. Finally, a date. From an aesthetic standpoint and hardware standpoint and all that stuff, all the things are installed and ready to go, and it's more just paperwork and a little bit more red tape, or there's still some fine-tuning things that need left to be taken care of? Yeah, there is. There's probably another week's work. Uh, the 14th is the date they told us we would have the keys. Uh so, yeah, all we got probably this week and next week. I mean, there, if you look at look on Facebook and you look at the Dr. Barbecue restaurant page on Facebook, we've been putting a lot of pictures online, so you'll see where it is. Uh, it's just a big monster of a build-out with a cool lot of finish. I mean, there's guys doing this brick veneer everywhere in the building at this point. The stuff's so cool, but there's so much of it. So there's lights and chandeliers hanging everywhere with little plastic baggies around them. So, it, it, you know, we've been, we're in the home stretch, but there's still some work to do. So as you're walking the mean streets down there and things are getting ready to happen and jump off, what's the vibe like right now? Or is there a buzz? Are people excited? Are they always hounding you with like, hey, I'm ready. I'm going to be the first one in? Pretty much, yeah. It's been going on for a long time, but we, we kind of backed off over the last six months or yep. so because it just, you know, we kept jumping ahead of ourselves. And But yeah, man, we, we feel the vibe in the city for sure. I just, the mayor here just did it, is doing a little online show and I was just his guest. You know, there's just so much anticipation of it. Hopefully it's all going to pop like we think when we open the door, but um, you just don't really know till it happens. But yeah, we are feeling the buzz. Let's talk about eight or nine or 10 or 11 months ago. Was there any internal concern? And you, I mean, you can let it out a little bit more now because you know things are actually going to happen. But did you ever think that there were going to be enough hurdles in the way where it might cave at some point? Or was there ever any talk of that? Or it was just going to be something like, hey, now we realize this is going to be more of a marathon than a sprint and we're just going to have to weather the storm? Yeah, the second thing. No, there was never any... Uh any thinking that wasn't going to happen. And the partners are very savvy. They've had a lot of businesses over the years. So they're, they're not that surprised. Uh, yeah, this one's been frustrating. There's been a lot of challenges. But, you know, when you, you build a business, a 9,000 square foot, you know, gutted building, man, it, and build it into a restaurant, it was never a restaurant before. So I, I don't think as much as it, it's easy to say it now, we weren't as surprised as other people were, I think. You know, we, we jumped the gun many times on the date, but there was never any talk of, of cashing it in. We're, we're, we're going for it. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show as he does the first Tuesday of every month, his website, drbbq.com. Ray, can we spend a few minutes and back up and talk a little bit about the pit, the pit master? And I know we, we've talked about him kind of in, in a cursory standpoint, and it's been a while ago since we actually did that, but. I wanted to kind of rebring him up, and I guess for the folks that are getting ready to head into the shop when it opens next month, they probably think that maybe you're going to be doing the lion's share of the cooking, uh, but let's make sure that we're talking about who that pitmaster is going to be, a little background on him, and how you were able to secure him to come over to Dr. Barbecue, because he's originally a Texas guy too, right? Yeah, it's a big deal, actually. We've kind of 
we kind of been hiding him for about a year and a half now over at, at the other restaurant. He's been cooking burgers and potato chips. Uh, Lee Jasper is his name. Lee trained and worked at Price Market in, in Lockhart. Uh, Lee worked with Roy Perez. We all know, you know, Roy's the scary looking guy with the Elvis sideburns and, uh, and been there for like 30 years cooking the barbecue at Price. And Lee trained with him and was working with him. And Price wanted to have a second restaurant down in Bryan, Texas. And they asked Lee and his wife if they would go and run this restaurant. So, so that's what he did. Uh, and he, that's what he was doing. And it's a different kind of place. They, they actually had forks and barbecue sauce and stuff. They said that they just, in the college town there, it was just necessary. And Roger and Suzanne were going to Texas A&M. Their son goes there and they were there regularly. And they met Lee and they met Maddie, his wife. And, and they were like, wow, these are some nice people. And, and there was never a discussion. I, I'm 61 years old. I'm not starting my career as a restaurant pit master. You know, I, I, I know how to cook barbecue, but that's a big job, man. Yeah. you got to work really hard. And, and it's just not what I do. It, it never was. So, so they, we knew we needed something. So they were interested in it. So Roger and Suzanne brought them over here. And again, we did it a little early, but I'm glad we did because Lee's really a good guy. I, matter of fact, I'll line him up, but you can have yeah. him on the show. Well, he doesn't talk as much as I do. He's kind of a quiet Texas guy. Uh, he certainly knows how to cook barbecue, and, and he's been very patient uh, working with us to uh, get around to it. Because Lee, what, that's all he wants to do is cook barbecue. He can't wait. We got the big 1300 oiler and sitting there, and he just can't wait to fire that thing up. What kind of a conversation do you have with Lee in regard? Because I'm sure, especially since who he trained under and probably how he was cooking at the place in Bryan, he had his own idea or vision of what barbecue was going to be at Dr. Barbecue, but is there some type of a meeting together where everybody decides as a group, this is what we want to offer? Or do you steer that ship and say, Hey, I know this region. I know it's going to be popular. This is what I'm thinking. And you're going to, we want to use your skill set, but these are going to be the flavor profiles that you're going to use. Well, it's, it's interesting and regarding specifically the barbecue, uh, I've come a long way in that regard to that, too. You know, we didn't hire a guy from Price Market to tell him not to cook the barbecue that way. Um, but why wouldn't you? You know, it's it's certainly on trend. We're seeing that Texas-style salt-and-pepper barbecue everywhere. So why wouldn't we do that? You know, and, and I'm a big fan of it, frankly. Uh, I, I see no reason at this point for us to go back to create some big complicated rub. All I'm seeing is barbecue restaurants going away from that. So we were in pretty, it was a pretty easy, you know, early on, we were working on some simple rubs with salt, pepper, and garlic, and maybe some chili powder, and stuff like that. And little by little, we evolved to just salt and pepper, which he's completely comfortable with, and and thought, why not? Let's just do that. It's, it's You know, we have the right smoker to do it. What we're seeing everywhere is that's what people are embracing. We've got a Texas guy cooking the barbecue. I cover all the bases. I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily have a region that, that I would relate to personally, so I'm totally good with it. Now, we're going to have, uh, we, we've got all kinds of other stuff going on, but the brisket, the pork butts, the spare ribs, well, they'll be St. Louis ribs, um, that stuff's all going to be cooked by Lee the way he would cook it in Texas, and, and I'm totally good with that. One of the other items that you would find in a menu in Texas, and they're hugely popular now and they have been over the last couple of years, is obviously the beef rib. Is that something that will make its way onto the menu right off the bat? Is it 
potential specialty yep. item, or what's the thought there? No, we're not messing around. We're going right for it. We're going to buy the full-on. We looked at some. They're, they're expensive as could be, and it, you can't even be sure you're going to get. You buy those three-bone slabs, the chuck ribs, and you can't even be sure in a restaurant you're going to get three out of it. You might only get two. But we just decided that we see them everywhere. Everywhere we looked, they had them, and they're ridiculously expensive, and everybody was buying them. Now, when you when you go to buy them, you understand why they're ridiculously expensive in the restaurant. There's just It's impossible for them not to be. Um, but everywhere we go, I mean, at Michael Simon's, we were just there. I think it's like 40 bucks for a beef rib, and it doesn't even come with anything. And there's one on every table. So we were like, let's do it. You know, we're, we're trying to not be scared enough. If it seems like a good idea, we're doing it. You know, I think uh, Daniel Vaughn was on a couple weeks ago, and he had made, it was either Blacks or Millers or wherever. But you could buy the three bone rack for seventy five or eighty bucks, and then you got Adam Perry Lang out in L.A. who's selling basically the same thing for about you know a little more than double the price, but you know different kind of a <laughs> setting out there, of course. But you're right. I mean, people are boning out the cash, so why be afraid of it? Just put it up an offer and. I'm sure the people be ready to, to shuck out and tell everybody they're eating beef ribs and taking Instagram pictures while they're at Dr. Barbecue, too. Well, yeah, that's certainly part of it. Uh, the Instagram ability yeah, right. of those things is really something, and I think that's part of the reason people like them. But you're right. I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, we weren't really hardly talking about those that much. Adam always was doing them in New yeah. York, but we didn't talk about them that much. Now, man, they're, even the Texas restaurants, I'm sorry, they were not all serving those big chuck ribs. 10 years ago, but now they all are. And like you said, it's, it's a raging thing. Now, in fairness, it's a great piece of meat, you know, so you can see why there, there's no disappointment when you eat one, except that it's so rich, you can't eat the whole thing. Um, you end up sharing it, but I, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan and, and it'd be crazy not to put them on. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show, October 3rd, set for the hard open of Dr. Barbecue. So if you're going to be down in that area, and uh, we'll, we'll probably touch base just a little bit after it opens, depending on where the first Tuesday falls. Maybe we won't get you next month, right? Depending Actually, on how busy. Actually, Tuesday is the second. Oh, the first Tuesday well, is the second. well, so maybe maybe I'll get you the month after that because it's probably uh, D-Day, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, but nonetheless, if you're going to be down there, uh, certainly stop by. It's going to be a uh, final open, and it's going to be great and wonderful. Uh, let's change topics here just for uh, the next handful of minutes here while I got you, Ray, and uh, delve back into the competition barbecue world. Uh, a couple weeks ago, KCBS announced that it was offering its own sanctioned and put on event called the uh, it was a World Invitational Barbecue Championship Contest. The date, February 8th and 9th of this coming year, so number of months left to get out there. Little Rock, Arkansas is the place where it's going to be held. So. As somebody who has seen KCBS from the very beginnings when it was a sanctioning body, and I had talked about this last week with my embedded correspondence, and I thought there were there were a few things that were just a, a little out of the ordinary. One is that forever, as I just mentioned, KCBS had always touted itself as being just that, a sanctioning body. It was not an organization that put on events themselves. So this is going to go completely contradictory to that. They're putting on an event. Of course, they're sanctioning it, but they're putting on an event. And then I thought February was kind of not a great date if you're trying to pull from a lot of different areas. Uh, for instance, the Northeast, uh, the Middle East of the country, potentially the Southeast, and then all the way on the other side of the country. I mean, those are kind of far away in February, and the weather's kind of crappy. So right. I don't know what kind of a uh, what kind of a 
turnout that they're expecting, but I think that time of the year might not be as beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I signed up to judge as soon as I saw the opportunity because yeah. I don't, I, you know, I'm planning to go. We'll see. If I don't, I'll, I'll call them and tell them I can't make it. But I just thought if I didn't sign up right away, I wouldn't be an opportunity. Sure. I would like to be there for the first time. It's a pretty epic kind of thing. Yep. Uh, KCBS has, they've always talked about doing some kind of event like that. But, but frankly, we never, that's not what we did. You know, we were, it was a sanctioning, uh, that was sort of the charm of it is that, other guys put on the event and frankly take the risk associated with a big event like this this is a big risk uh if it's uh, if it rains all weekend you know i'm sure they're looking they've probably got some solid sponsorship but they're looking for people to attend as guests and spend a little money and i would assume i hope they're doing that and and they they get bombed you know it happens in the festival business i was in the you know rib burner business for a little while and man you can make a lot of money this week and get killed next week so the 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 solution to that was do 10 of those events and if you got eight good ones and two bad ones you'd be okay when you put all your eggs in that one basket for that weekend, I, I it, you know, being in the, the festival business is risky business. So I, I worry a little, little bit about that. But like I said, I guarantee they've got solid sponsorship. So that that's good. Uh, the, as far as the time of year, I don't really understand that. I guess you're looking for the opportunity that's not around all the other events. All the weekends are taken up with important events. But, uh, but like you said, if a guy up in Chicago wants to go to Little Rock in February and there's a snowstorm, you just, you know, our, all our barbecue stuff is made to be towed around in the nice weather. These guys have all these big trailers and RVs and stuff. Man, you don't want to be driving that stuff around in a snowstorm. So I, I, I sort of question that. I don't know what the weather is supposed to be like in Little Rock in February, but I'm not thinking it's warm and toasty. Um, and like you said, travel to me is a real thing. I think they're going to have a hard time getting um, But I'm happy to see it. I, I like seeing them go on to yep. do different things. Um, you know, they've been in, in indirectly taken advantage of by certainly the American oil. And I'm a big fan of the American oil I'm this year. Uh, again, but they've been taken advantage of. Everybody thinks that's the KCBS championship. The KCBS does they get paid sanctioning for that weekend. And that's it. Jack Daniels, KCBS an instrumental in helping the Jack Daniels to be what it is and never really got much out of it. Yeah. So so I don't think it's a terrible idea for them to say, hey, you know, what the heck, we make something. But, but I, it's risky, definitely risky. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show. Uh, Ray, also uh, about a month or so ago, there was the unveiling of the NGS or the National Grilling Society. And uh, I'd had Randall Bowman on a week or so after that unveiling and kind of got his thoughts about you know what it is? Is it something that was going to specifically compete with a state cookoff association, or uh, you know the some of the other sanction the competitive state sanctioning bodies that are also popping up here? Uh, do you have any thoughts on NGS? Well, I think they, it's something we've been talking about there for years, and and they should have done it years ago. They shouldn't have let all this stuff happen. That now they look like the bad guys. They're KCBS, you know. They they never wanted to get too involved in the ancillary stuff like on Friday nights uh, and kids' queue and that stuff. And little by little over the years they did, but but we should have had a steak grill off or an appetizer contest on Friday night at every KCBS contest twenty years ago. You know what I mean? It it, it I think it was. It was a big mistake to not do it long ago because they are KCBS. I know when I know when uh, 
when uh, MMA first came around KCBS, there was talk of trying to expand at that point. They were like, the point was, we are the experts. We have the judges in place. We have the events in place yeah. to add this event, you know, a nice event on a Friday night. You guys are sitting around with nothing to do anyway. And, and it just never got, they never got around to it. And it makes them look bad, frankly, that this other stuff has all developed and now they're jumping on board with it. But heck, it should have been done a long time ago. I mean, if I was KCBS, I would be like, you know, you can't have these other sanctioning bodies in here. Either you have us doing your Friday events or you can just have them and we won't do a KCBS contest. Now, I, you know, I'm a ball buster. I'm a businessman. I, I don't, you know, to me, it, it seems like something they should have done a long time ago. Nothing against some other guys. They've jumped on the opportunity, but I suspect they're about to get dumped on. Ray Lampy can be found here the first Tuesday each and every month on the Barbecue Central Show. His website, drbbq.com, and the hard open date. October 3rd, 2018, so Fingers just crossed, a man. little. I sure hope so. That's right, a little less than a month from now. Ray, always appreciate the time, and we'll look for you again next month. All right, take care, Greg. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All guests appear via uh, the Traeger Grills hotline. First time doing mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Yeah, so we'll see. that. You know, that was the question that I had had for Randall Bowman was, if you're doing an event that has had competing interests, stay cook off or something along these lines, is that something that you are going to tell people that if you want to do that again this time around, it's going to be an NGS or you can't do it? Uh, Randall said they are not in the business of telling events what to do. So. We'll see how that continues to unfold. By the way, uh, I am to contact Jason Cole, the guy who was putting on the uh, World Championship Barbecue Contest for KCBS, so hopefully we'll have him up in an upcoming interview here shortly. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today, three different sizes to choose from. If you like tailgating season, we are now in the prime time of it. College football is underway. Pro football starts this coming Sunday, or actually probably Thursday, isn't it Thursday night, all through the season, whatever. You can take the Davy Crockett wherever you go. Maybe you're big into camping and fishing and all that. As long as you have access to a 12-volt accessory outlet, whether it be in the car, truck, van, SUV, or somewhere else, the Davy Crockett will run. And due to its portability, you're not really taking out a whole bunch of extra. Okay, so don't worry about that. Not sacrificing quantity for portability. Now you have the Jim Bowie, which is the big model. You have the Daniel Boone, which is the one in between. Both of those can accommodate quite a bit of food, I'll be honest. The fun part, you can rip the guts right out of those things, put in the pizza oven insert, and now you have a high-heat pizza oven. Basically, you set the cooker temperature, let's say at 350 degrees, and then at the... uh, Inside on the pizza stone, about 700 degrees. So double whatever your pit temperature is, and that's where it is in the pizza accessory. And now it's pizza parties for all. So Monday nights and Tuesday nights, you can use the Green Mountain Grills as a normal pellet cooker. And then Friday night, if you want to have a big pizza party, you tear all the guts out, put the pizza oven insert, and now you have a pizza oven machine. Everybody making their own pizzas. So much fun. So economical. I mean, come on. It's 130 bucks. You can have a whole new cooking implement very easily. 
Very little work. So much fun. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. They got sauces. They got rubs. All the good stuff. Pellets, too, to fire those cooks. GreenMountainGrills.com. We are back with Ted Reeder right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also purchase via Amazon.com. Don't forget, go to CookinPellets.com and download their free app. When there's great shipping deals, they'll notify you. There's recipes, access to forums and videos, all that good stuff. So quite a resource. And again, free for you to download. CookinPellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N. Pellets.com. My next guest tonight, a fan favorite, a prolific cookbook author, brand ambassador, creative barbecue products, teaches at the university level. Classically trained chef, one of the most passionate people in the industry that I have the pleasure of chatting with on a semi-regular basis. So we head to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Ted Reeder. Ted, how are you, buddy? Good, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Ted. Appreciate you making time for the show this evening. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while since we have joined together to talk the labors and loves of live fire cooking. In fact... The last time you were on the show, we were talking about your adventures of smoking testicles, if you recall that. <laughs> Have you played around with those uh, since the last time, or was that kind of a, a special research item, and then that was kind of it? No, no, I, I played around with them a little bit more. Uh, it's always good to play with some testicles, and uh, just seeing how they, they, they work. Um, I've been using lamb testicles, and they're a bit of fun. And they're a bit of work to peel, and you got to soak them and change the water uh, frequently, and to get really get rid of that pissy flavor that can be in there. And I've smoked them, I've grilled them, I've fried them, and I really find that frying them gives the best overall flavor and is a hot, fast cook. Uh, smoking them, it does okay, but they still taste pissy in the end. Hmm. So <laughs> those are testicles. But there's so much more that you can grill that's way tastier than a testicle. But that's why I love having Ted Reeder on the show, because he's going to throw caution to the winds, and we're actually going to be having a conversation about figuring out the best ways to cook testicles. And that's why we love Ted Reader. TedReader.com, by the way, is his website. So coming up in uh, like a week's time or so, or it'll be a, a week after this coming weekend, September 15th, you're actually going to be in the Buckeye State of Ohio. That's right. And you oh, are yeah. going to be doing a uh, demo uh, at the Hartville Hardware Grill Fest. So I guess uh, let's start there a little bit and talk about uh, Hartville Hardware and what you're going to be doing for the people that are going to be attending. Well, it's, uh, as you said, it's on the uh, 17th, or sorry, the 15th of September. And uh, it runs from 10 till 4, and it's a grilled fest uh, sale and competition 
at Hartville Hardware and Lumber in Hartville, Ohio. It is the world's largest right. uh, hardware store. And they have a massive, massive grill section. And uh, once a year, they throw this grill fest party. And so they've got me coming in to do a couple of grilling demos, uh, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. on the 15th at uh, Hartville Hardware. So it, it should be fun. Uh, we'll be judging a, a little bit of a barbecue competition as well and hanging out and cooking up some tasty food. Looking forward to it. Ted, let's talk about, because you're no stranger to doing demonstrations or getting hired out to do kind of like food networky stuff in front of live audiences and doing your demos and uh, as, as i'd mentioned before well accomplished in everything that you've done so far so when you take a look at something like a Hartville hardware grill fest demonstration how far in advance do you start to make those plans for what you're going to be demoing and then i guess more importantly how do you decide what you're going to be doing? Because there's going to be varying levels of grill uh, academyites out there, from the very beginner to the experts. Well, I, I look at some of the items that I'm doing, and they're, and they're more from a fun perspective of how you can uh, grill and smoke and make things tasty and change things up just a little bit. You don't always have to make food in the same format. Um, Food changes, it modifies, and so I try every time I cook is to make it just a little bit different, always searching for different flavor combinations. And so I, I've laid out a couple of recipes that, uh, that I'll do at Hartville Hardware, but when I do my show, those recipes will kind of modify. Um, I kind of like winging it and playing free. It, uh, that's how I cook. I... Um, I like to have a plan that's very inspirational. So the day of or a day before or a couple days before, depending on what I'm looking for, I'm walking through grocery stores. I'm going to my butchers. I'm going to my fish guys. I'm going to my farmers to get the products that I'm looking for. And then I decide what I'm going to cook. Uh, I walk into my backyard, which is my test kitchen, and there's a number of different grills and smokers, and depending on what I'm going to cook, I pick the grill or the smoker, I fire it, and uh, I get to cook it. And I just go with it and let it take me where it takes me. Ted Reeder joining me here on the show. Uh, Ted, do you find yourself at all having to separate the chef part out or to not let it get, I guess, too chefy and make it approachable for all levels? Um, I believe that, that I've been doing that throughout my, my career. I am a, a, a trained chef, and I am a professor in, in culinary arts. It's making food taste great. Ted, aside from doing Grill Fest and doing the demos, there's going to be, uh, you know, so this is, just to give you a little background here, two years ago, I actually was a contestant in their rib contest, and they did have it uh, that year. They actually had Ray Lampy, your buddy, who was just on. Um, and he was down with Big Green Egg doing some demos. Uh, I cooked the rib contest, came somewhere in the middle of the pack. And then uh, last year, I went from being competitor to MC of the event, and Diva Q was down there as the, the celebrity doing demos. And this year, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh for somebody's wedding, so obviously I'm not going to be able to be there, unfortunately. But, uh, so go Ted Steelers, Reeders, go. Yeah, well, I mean, not to a Browns fan, never. And I'm I, a Steelers fan. Sorry, yeah, everybody, well, but a, uh, I use I use Browns I use Browns fan loosely here, of course. But um, so there's going to be uh, so last year there was 
I did ribs. Last year was uh, half chickens was the category. And I believe, is it pork loins this year? They're doing boneless pork loins this mm. year. Yeah, so from a judge's perspective, and I know you have an incredible experience with pork loins, boneless pork loins, um, what do you like or, or what do you think makes a great pork loin? Well, I, th- I think one of the keys to pork loin is being able to brine it. But I don't know if these mm-hmm. uh, these grill enthusiasts will have the time for brining. So then I would suggest is probably some injection. Um, and then and then keep it, you've got to keep it moist and juicy. The, the key to pork loin is not to overcook it and is to find that sweet spot where it's where it's just done and it's tender and juicy and melts in your mouth and there's a great combination of fat and salt and sweet all brought together with that little bit of smoke in there. What kind of a internal temperature would you be shooting for if you were cooking? For me, I'm looking at about 150 to 155 degrees. Uh, you can even take it to 160, but after that, it's going to start to dry out. Uh, pork loins are extremely lean. You're going to have more external fat than you will internal fat, and so the key is to keep that moisture inside the pork and not overcook the pork. But from a judge's standpoint, you don't really care, or you you don't have an expectation on what flavor profile or anything like that. You're just looking to be kind of dazzled with creativity and inspiration. I'm I'm all about the flavor. That's number one. Flavor, texture. How does it make my mouth feel? Does it make my my mouth go uh? Or does it make it dance and sing and and feel like I'm at a distillery drinking bourbon all day long and having a good time? It it needs to please your palate, and that's what I look for. Uh, Does it bring a smile to my face? And more importantly, does it make me take a second bite? Because if you get a second bite out of me, you're doing all right. (laughs) Talking about things that make your mouth do happy things, There's been a wide-ranging discussion on this show for the last number of months about uh, dry-aged beef, and it's certainly not a new topic. But in this year alone, in 2018, I've seen research papers dropped. I've seen specialty equipment brought to market so people can do it at home. I've seen more and more regular Joes talk about eating it at high-end restaurants or trying to find purveyors to get it to their homes that it's already aged. Are you seeing an increase in popularity of dry-aged beef at all? Completely. Um, you're seeing it on menus. You're seeing it in butcher shops. Um, you know, the, the key is to find someone that is doing it well uh, when it comes to a butcher and that they're not doing it too quickly, that there is a process. And, you know, I've, I've seen fast dry aging where they can do it in in 24 hours and and burying the thing in salt that's all fine and dandy but uh, like a good wine or a cognac or a bourbon uh, they get finer with age and so the same thing applies take your time to get it to where it needs to be do you have any trepidation at all with using some kind of an online purveyor i mean uh, me personally, I'm a, always a little bit more apprehensive about if I'm going to shell out X amount and I'm not there physically, I don't really know if I'm getting what I'm paying for. Are you ever worried about that or are you just basically I, I, I definitely worry about that oh, when it's yeah. online. Um, I like to have a conversation. I look at uh, friends of mine 
been going to them. They own a small little butcher shop around the corner from my house. It's an old school Italian butcher shop. They're still peeling the lambs in the back and they're breaking down whole carcasses and they grind their, their, their burger meat to order. And they have a huge, and they still do their veal scallopini, hand carving it and pounding it by hand, every single scallopini. So they're, they're old school. And I go in there, like last week, I went in there in the morning, I sat down, I had an espresso with them, had a touch of Sambuca in it, it was so awesome, and watched them break down a carcass. And we talk about meat, and we talk about how would you cook this, and we talk about as well about the aging of meat. And I like to dry age my own strips hmm. and I do whole strip loins I do them bone in or I'll get the whole short loin and I'll put them in and I'll let them go I don't have a fancy f- setup I have a single refrigerator I keep the temperature running at about 34 degrees in that range um, I check it I have it on a wire rack and it just sits there open and air dries uh, sometimes I'll throw different flavorings into the into the refrigerator, like a bunch or two of rosemary, so that you get some aromatic pickups. But really, I don't do anything but let it dry. <laughs> and when it gets to the the ripe smell, it's it's a sweet and sour all kind of coming together. But that's when I take it and I break it down and trim it up and portion it, and we have steak. Have you decided? It's pretty darn good. Have you like ventured? But it's expensive because it takes time. Of course. Um, have you ventured into like eighty days and two hundred days or anything like that, or are you more of the the thirty to forty day guy? Well, I'm uh, my my family, my wife who's in charge. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> she likes she likes the age to be around that thirty five to forty two day range. Yep. My sweet spot for me is 49 days. I like that. I've gone up to 100 days of age. It's strong. It is definitely tender and it's flavorful. But you don't need a lot of that meat to fill your belly. And that's a great thing, that one steak that's well-aged. You can serve that to a number of people because it is so rich in flavor. And it's great, but you're shelling out coin. For every week that it sits in that refrigerator, up goes that price per pound. Ted Reader can be found at tedreader.com. And uh, after next weekend, September 15th, he can be found right here in Hartville, Ohio. What? At the Grill Fest. So yeah. make sure that you get out there and check out Ted doing live demos. Uh, you said 11 and 1 p.m., correct? That's correct. All right. Then, uh, yeah, if we're going to have some fun. You coming in the night before? I'm I'm arriving on the uh, on the 14th. I'm actually uh, driving down. Okay. And so uh, you know, I'm going to make my way from the Great White North and uh, head on down into Hartville and have some fun. Right, I'm going to get to. I'm going to get in contact with you outside of the show. See if we can't get together on uh, on Friday night or the 14th or whenever that is. That sounds like a plan. We'd love to do that. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, and everybody out there, have a tasty time. Keep it real. Make it good. There he is, Ted Reader. Keep it real and make it good. That's right. Damn right. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Still talking Mm, about mm, balls. mm, Love it. Yummy. He is way more adventurous than I. I have a feeling maybe they've already hung out and thrown caution to the wind together, but I think Teddy and Stephen Reichland would have a tremendous time together. They both throw caution to the wind. 
All right, head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com, the one and only online shop for all things barbecue. Curated selection of the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. They've also known for the rubs, right? The Sweet Money, Cattle Pride, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the backyard and competition circuit. Also, West Coast Offense. Also, West Coast Offense. Simply Marvelous Barbecue and Big Papa Smokers combining together. They also own that Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers also offers the very best pellet charcoal and wood cookers available today. Looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? How about the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill? They're the exclusive Mac online dealer, offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? How about the Old Old Hickory Ace BP? The only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Then the M Grill. Built like a tank, very versatile, just for the backyard person. I mean, competitors use it too. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product on their website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Questions? Call them. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or visit the website, bigpapasmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, smokers.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect via Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or... Connect via the Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. I believe they actually have fans as well, so you can load it out and have a fan too. All right, I got to jump on board here real quick. Hey, John. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to go full Skype the rest of the way out. I think I understand. I think we got an issue. But I just wanted to give you a heads up. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. That's John, everybody. John. Hello, John. All right. So let me take a few minutes here to get right. Anyway, if you are interested in checking out Ted Reader, tedreader.com, or if you're going to be in the Cleveland area, greater Cleveland area, so Hartville technically is about an hour south and then east of downtown Cleveland, down 77 there. Grilling demonstrations 11 and 1 on September 15th. If you've ever been to a grill fest in Hartville, it's absolutely fabulous. This is literally a place that you have to go to in order to get a true idea of how vast this place is. 
John Solberg was down last year. Took place in the half chicken ca- uh, in the half chicken contest. He should have won it, by the way. His chicken was phenomenal. Half IBCA chicken knocked out of the park. I believe me and Diva Q both agreed on that. However, we're all ready to go here for the second hour. So stick around. I'm going to lock and load, and we'll be right back. Stick around.